0: Post game impressions of this uh, fucking Milan game, right out of the stadium. Um, I don't didn't, didn't see the pen to be honest. Don't see how a goalkeeper making himself bigger and getting the ball and then tripping a player. At least that's what it seemed from my position, the Kurva Nord. Um I don't see how that's ever a penalty, but you know, Serie A refs. What are we gonna do? Um, Lukaku, Lukaku's second point here. It was amazing. Uh, he, when he came on, he was just so fucking massive. He just won every ball, won every long ball, won every header. Almost scored at the very end. Uh, yeah, he fucking gave me hope after we scored. Made it. We made it 2-1, then we... Honestly, until we made it 2-1, we never really seemed like an attacking threat. From when we conceded the penalty up until we scored that 2-1 goal, never really seemed like a threat. So, yeah... Not a, not a very good game, but I feel in the end losing to Milan isn't terrible. We seem to lose to them a lot. We don't seem to, to, to like winning against them, not even at home. But definitely not in the way we did. That's also kind of the, the opinions opinions of the, of the people I've spoken to around here. You can lose to Milan. They're a good team. They've dominated all the games. But you cannot lose without ever seeming like an attacking threat, especially with the midfield we have the midfield we have is is a good one good Serie A midfield but yeah never seemed like an attacking threat in the midfield no one runs yeah so hopefully we can kind of just take a couple weeks off uh, train a bit maybe Lukaku will be a bit more fit Dybala Renato Sanchez will be back Uh, hopefully we can just finally win end of September but you know wins a win against Empoli um, then we can move on to the Europa League yeah,
1: yeah where is that coming from there... I'm sorry who... Mala. Uh,
0: also another thing that seemed to piss people off was Awar's um, our, our injury uh, a lot of people just seem to be really done with all the constant injuries uh, I seem to agree honestly I, at this point I'm not even sure what the problem is is it the Stadio Olimpico pitch but then why don't Lazio have the same issue at least I don't think they do uh, is it Trigoria, but then, like, uh, fuck, we have to just change our whole, kind of like, just, what's it called, our whole training center, and that's not really uh, not re- really something we can do right now, uh, at least I don't think. Um, or is it our physios, at which point, like, why haven't we already changed them? So no one seems to know what the issue is, including Roma, which I think is the is the bigger problem here. I get, yeah. Like we don't know the issue, but if if the team, it's like the team themselves don't know the issue, that's when you that's when you start having problems, because what is this like our third fourth injury this year? Minato Sanchez one was was in training that m- must have been either bad tackle in training must have been something to do with uh, the Trigoria pitches, but then uh, what today like is that uh, an issue that started in Trigoria and then carried on here? Yeah, they, I think that that's something we really need to figure out because honestly. With our team fit, personally, I think we can uh, we can do well. I think we can maybe aim for top four. We will definitely be contenders right now with with Renato Sanchez injured, with I know Alvar and Dybala injured, and and Lukaku just barely getting some playtime now. I think we. Um, I don't think we like we can even go for top four. I think top four is not really realistic without those players. So yeah, we just have to hope that whatever the injury problem is we just fix it and then we can get the the good players back and and head for top 4. Yeah.
1: Dude, what the fuck? How did you even get into this channel? You're not in the channel! Where is this coming from? What? What's going on? Dude, I'm fucking old for this shit. (laughs) The Roma gives the other much part.
2: Oh, t- is that the full name of the thing? <laughs> oh wow, it is. I didn't know that it was that. I just thought it was Roma gives you alcoholism. Uh,
1: no, I may have changed it to five minutes ago.
2: Oh, you. How how would people know
1: it's a watch party unless you know? uh people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hi, Don and special wait, Char and special guest Kevin. How are you guys?
3: hey i'm doing all right thanks for inviting me
2: thanks for doxing me dickhead <laughs> what what
1: there is th- this feels like uh an event do tell us who doxed who and why
2: you you do you, you outed my real name that's only reserved for the whatsapp and close friends of which you are not oh okay i thought there was a
1: story between you two um no, it's fine. We'll we'll just delete the done part and then leave everything else in. That's so, boring. we've come here today to talk about, <laughs> I don't know, Roma. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: today we're talking about Romaine lettuce, because the actual Roma is kind of, you know, boiled
1: rotten. Well, we, we, we lost to Milan, and I'm not sure if anyone's surprised. Um, Kevin, do tell us, how do you feel about Roma? <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel about this game and this season? And is this 41st uh, game of the season or just third? You know, 41st, including previous season.
3: How
4: do yeah. you? How,
1: how, let's 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 start it. What was the feeling you were left with after Roma lost to Milan two to one?
3: I mean, that was a tough match. So, to, to end your, um, that's for sure um I I had some hopes I I honestly think we played reasonably well in the first two matches like I think we just got really unlucky and Mm -hmm. uh on on a different day we would have gotten a lot more out of those so I had some hopes um for for the Milan match but yeah Mm -hmm. just really it's just so hard to watch um and I don't know, like like I guess one thing I'm wondering is like there's there's a few players where you know you've seen them play really well and, and they're kind of proven um I don't know about world class, but like really strong players like Dybala, Pellegrini mm-hmm. had like an amazing season, I think two seasons ago that was I think when he was at his best. And now they're all just kind of like Mediocre, went away. yeah, yeah, and I feel like someone like DiBala, like I honestly feel like when he came, he was like such a joy to watch, and that kind of, I feel like went away. Maybe it's, maybe that's if I went back and, and rewatched some of those matches, maybe that's not really true, but that's how I feel. Like like sort of like the joy has been. Um, you know what I, I know.
1: what I remember of DiBala when he first joined, like in the first two months, he was playing defense, he was tackling people. Imagine seeing Dybala tackle someone now. Like, you'd be like, shit, he's injured, he's done, fuck. Why, 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 who told him to play defense? Why? But, like, <laughs> what are do you doing? Like, he takes one shot on goal, and you just see him walking, and the camera zooms in on him, and he's like, pointing for a sub. It's like, you kicked one ball. How? For fuck's sake. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh,. It's, it, it does feel like the magic is gone. Like, I said on this very podcast, I think, that I want Dybala gone. Like, not because he's bad. I don't, fuck it, injuries are frustrating and shit. But we've built our entire fucking game around Dybala. How? How did we get so much more out of just Tammy and just green in the first season, and then Dybala joins, and we're like, everybody quit playing, just watch him play. That's it. That's all I like, just watch this dude play and then like, he gets injured and you're like, uh I guess feed Zaniolo. I I don't know. Like <laughs> what do we do now? I don't know, Dubala's gone. Uh play for a draw. Like, it's fucking weird. That first season was fun. Like it feels like a very, very, very long distant memory. Uh wait, when did we start we started podcast in February, right, Don? Yeah, around February. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, we, were we there for the first season? We weren't. No, yeah. we decided to start halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... Just uh, like
2: to... Roma's attack, we started late. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have a place to rant
1: about Roma. I was like, hey, you want to join my podcast? I was like, all right. And it went from just me having a channel where I wouldn't vent my frustrations to just people talking about Roma, unfortunately. Um, so. Okay, uh who did you see any bright spots in this in this game? Like for example, Lukaku I thought looked yeah. kind of uh, like we, we know what took like okay, here is my problem with Roma, right? It's fucking hope. It's <laughs> saying that there is no way we can be this bad next skin. Like there's no fucking way something is gonna change for a whole season. And then preseason starts. And then we're like, ah, good, one good game. Christensen looks amazing. Holy shit, we have a fucking CB who can also run very fast on the right flank. Great. Well, turns out when you're playing against Serie A team or whatever the fuck, I don't know who we were playing against, everyone looks good. And then we played against Toulouse and everyone's like, Christensen's is a shit. Holy crap. We are just defending. We cannot win the ball against Toulouse. What is Toulouse? What, are they in league 1? Like where what, what who is this team? Why are we losing?
3: I think they drew against PSG actually like um a yeah. week or two ago.
1: They're actually solid. So who 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 are your bright spots?
3: Yeah, it's um it's it's tough to I, I definitely agree, like Lukaku look um decent. Um other than him, I think in this particular match um it's it's kind of tough to find any any bright spots? Um, yeah, like I think I think Zalewski had a few moments. Maybe I do remember one where he was like going past like, two players coming into the box from the from the left flank. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, in yeah, as I said, like in that particular match, like it, it's really hard to think to find any like really positive
1: uh, do you aspects. Do you think Zalewski is now worse than he was in the first game he played for Roma?
3: Mm, like first <laughs> ever or first this season? First ever. I, I, I'm gonna. Not, I'm not gonna be able to remember that. I think overall, <laughs> like, um, I think he's. I think he has improved a little bit, but I just think it's such a shame that he kind of got the Florenzi treatment, where he's he's not really able to or allowed to play in, in his supposed position like f- further forward on the wing i always playing as a fullback which i don't know i guess at this point maybe he is a fullback but i uh, would have been exciting to see him in a, i don't know like a 4-3-3 or something and you know playing as an actual winger where as far as i know at least that's that's what he used to play
1: so the problem is that everyone keeps spamming the the fucking, what do you call it? Florenzified. Like, we've Florenzified Zalewski. <laughs> and sad so thing is, I agree with, like, it's, I hate that term. I hate that we're comparing him to Florenzi. but that is exactly what happened to him. He was the left winger, right footed left winger. Yeah. We put him on the, on, on left back for like one game. And then we put him on like right back permanently. And thanks, Rudy. And, um, not further to rudy garcia and fuck his career just going to shit he played there too so so long that he he just he was horrible (laughs) and he forgot how to play football the um, zalevsky is amazing at what i've noticed he um how do i explain this basically when we run when we have corners our uh, defenders go in the opposing box and then there's nobody to shield the defense so zalevsky is amazing at running back getting into defensive position and basically being smalling like he's the central he's like the 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 middle cv yeah on when defending from corners because smalling is like sprinting back for about 10 minutes um and then finally he arrives like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) There, there is a goal that we can see that I forgot who it was against Verona. I think where like they're running a counter. The first goal, they're running a counter after a corner, and like Smalling mm-hmm. is just sprinting the entire time. By the time they scored, Smalling was at like 35 meters away from our goal. It's like, yep, yeah, that's that's Smalling speed right there. And Zalewski was playing CP on that, and like I've noticed that that's the instruction Jose gave him, and that's fantastic. That's great. Shows versatility, but he's. He's, like, 5'9". He's, like, 173. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a sprinter. He has, he's not supposed to shield opposing, like, Ossiemen and, and Girouds. Like, he, that's not his job. His job is to be quick and get into the box and maybe cross sometimes eventually. <laughs> Who do you think is the worst crosser on our team? <laughs> is it Spirazzola? Is it Celik? Is it Christensen? No, that's not that's not fair. It's Christensen by far. Or is it Zalewski?
3: Um I, I feel like I actually don't see Zalevsky, uh cross uh, actually I don't know across that much I was gonna say. Maybe not. Um yeah, I don't know. I think um carstorb is can be oh, it's so tough because I feel like it also fluctuates a lot. Like like I feel like all of these well, like you know, like Spinazzola, Zaleski, Car Stop, they they have like decent matches where they where they look pretty good um yeah i don't know like um i i guess i haven't really seen much or enough yeah. of, of uh, christensen to really to really judge him um i think maybe on the ball he's like among the weaker players out of those five
1: i'm i'm, I'm very happy that you're that you cannot decide because that's exactly what i was going for a lot of people on Reddit, on other places, are talking about Roma's inability to cross the ball. And I'm like, when do you ever see us cross? We have like two crosses per game. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and who do we cross to? To Pelotti? Like, really? What do you, What do you expect? Like, there was a stat where like Spinazzola had like four attempted crosses in a game, or five, or something like that, and like hit zero. Like, yeah, who? Do, what? Who do we have to cross to?
3: I suppose, I mean, you reckon that's going to change with, um, with uh, yeah, Lukaku?
1: Yeah, it's probably going to change. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Our our whole game is hoof the ball forward, like over the midfield and hope the striker scores. Like we had it with Zaniola and he was kind of not good at shielding the ball. He just wanted yeah. to fall on, fall on the ground. And uh, now we have with Lukaku, who just wants to stay on his feet and bully defenders as much as possible and then score.
3: I mean, on paper, it really seems like he's going to fit that play style quite Sorry, well Not Sorry, not, not on well. paper,
1: on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> because, I mean, he should be able to hold up the ball. He's still, you know, he he's like able to, to maybe um get on the end of these like long balls that that go past the center backs, um that kind of thing. So um but yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully it works work better.
1: Yeah. So what's uh, tell us about yourself actually like when did you start when did you become a Roma fan? What what happened to you? What what's went wrong in your life? <laughs>
3: um sorry so... I was watching,
1: watching Daxter recently and I was trying to figure out uh stuff that like you know i I don't know if i have ever seen dexter but he's like i don't know what made me the way i am i just know i like killing people (laughs) and i'm like that there's there has to be like a reason why we do things and i'm obsessed with it lately and it's like what happens to your head that you become a roma fan after seeing like do people ever investigate a team before they become a fan like you know do you just see like ah this team hasn't won anything in 25 years let me just you know (laughs) well i (laughs) mean
3: Um, I feel like, um, well, I don't know how, how it is for people on average, like, especially those that are, that support, you know, like clubs abroad, how, like, whether it's, it's like a research based thing where you just, and, you know, then, then everyone should be like Juventus or Interfan in Italy or something like that, or just not support any Italian teams really. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yeah, no, um, so I, I don't Know, I guess I kind of started supporting uh Roma in like 2004, 5, 6, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like, I, I, I guess I just well, you know, like the classic, I just really liked Totti play and uh watching them play, and and um, yeah, and then, then just uh, that just turned into becoming a Roma supporter. Then there was the uh World Cup in 2006 where um. I don't know, I guess, you know, I, I supported Italy and especially Totti and De Rossi and Perotta, And uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of where it all started. And was I, it because
1: Germany underperformed? No, I the think they one?
3: did quite well in, in 2006. Um, I think it was like they had, um, so they, they made it to the final in 2002. And then they had an atrocious uh, Euros in 2004 where they got knocked out in the group stage. And then 2006, I think they made it to the semis.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, um, they actually lost to it so Italy. Oh, yeah,
3: right, 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 exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't know. I think it was, like, kind of independent of, of Germany, just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like where, where I grew up, we didn't have, like, a big um, German club, you know, playing in, in the first division or anything. So mm-hmm. um, that was, you know, and, you know, my, my I don't know, like, my parents so like, my dad supports any specific club. So, you know, it was kind of I guess you know. I, I think just random. You know, you just start liking, liking like this player, or that club, and then you just kind of stick with them. I think that's just kind of how it develops. And uh, I feel yeah. like
1: I feel like that two thousand six solidified uh, support for for Roma for many people because yeah, that team was just The Italian team was just uh, a bunch of Roma players. And yeah, they felt, yeah, definitely. They, they just felt like least provide like. If people were following football back then, they knew Vieri, they knew Del Piero, they knew Fabio Grosso, they knew Cannavaro, they knew whatever Materazzi. But they knew that they were from these like big clubs like Inter Milan and in Juventus, and everyone had an opinion on those. Like even from the '90s, if you know people were old enough. And then you have like a bunch of these hardworking Roma players who are, like actually really good, and just I feel like a lot of people just became Roma fans because of that because they were just backbone of sorry if you can hear that. Um, I actually just moved to Prague a couple of days ago, and <laughs> it's great, except there is some dude who drives, I think, I don't know, one of those 70s muscle cars. Yeah, And uh, it's amazing that he's just driving it literally all day long down up and down the street.
2: Uh, compensating.
1: But yeah. Don, when did you become a fan? I forget.
2: When I put What's on it? a shirt.
1: Ah, okay. <laughs> I thought you fell asleep.
2: <laughs> close. Very close. Fucking uh, say
1: something, dude. Tell us a story. Tell us a story. What what, what did you see in Lukaku? Except the color of his skin. I know you're gonna see that. Wow, you think the American <laughs> is racist. Yes, all of America is racist. You know what? This is what I found American. out in my
2: whopping one trip through Europe, okay? You drive like 10 kilometers, you've gone through 12 different types of racism. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean you've been to Netherlands. So it's pretty,
2: pretty yeah, difficult. and they silently judge you the whole time. Oh, <laughs> like everybody's like, uh, everybody speaks English, but they're like, oh, you're American. Ugh. I was like, okay, <laughs> and yeah, no, uh, Lukaku. I thought he was great. I think he should have came on earlier, though. But should have uh, come on earlier. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm correct, uh, you're English hey fuck <laughs> off anyway no like like lukaku came on and he immediately had a shot on goal which we like drastically needed because like after that shot on goal it just felt like you know he could score he will score and it would be glorious but then yeah. it was a who was it spin all that scored anyway yeah, was which was like a letdown
3: kind of <laughs> random
2: yeah, I know. But, it's like, oh, well, we got a bet going on in the Discord. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, if uh, the attackers score, they have to get, like, 61 goals. Otherwise, that person gets banned from the server. And if they hit 61 exactly, uh, then they get a jersey. So, Wait, what? Yeah. You didn't see that? No. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Lukaku came on. And all of a sudden he's like directing people where to go. He's he's telling people where to push, where to pass and all that. And it was actually really interesting watching it because people started following what he was saying. So I think he'll, uh, after the international break, I think he'll come back and start. However, I got the over under on Lukaku tears his ACL at three games.
1: Hmm. See that's that's a good point because he's never been injured. Like if you look at his injury history it's like two games, two well, games. Well, there's the first time games. for everything. Yeah. Last year. Last year he had like a really big injury. I think he tore his Achilles or something. Which is pretty much the same as tearing ACL in terms of missing games. Like it's just you're done for a year. Uh he came back after that and like missed more games because of again recovery from that is same as ACL like something else is going to get like fucked up cuz you're putting way too much strength uh, strain on the other leg. Um but like he's been an iron man and it's going to be interesting to see if he actually holds like it just goes back to being an iron man like this was just, you know, freak injury, what can you do? Or if this is a sign of him kind of starting to break down slowly cuz he's huge.
2: Get How long like you? a brick shit
1: house.
2: Yeah, um, I think it's a great
3: situation that we have him on loan. To be honest, like, <laughs> um, I, if, I, I mean, obviously, if he scores like twenty five goals and then leaves, I guess that's going to be a bit disappointing. But if it means we get, I don't know, like top four or like um, win something, whatever, I think that's already worth it. And just not having to deal with his drama, I think. Isn't the worst of things either.
1: I have a there's Wait a dude a on what.
2: I got a question for Kevin since yeah. you mentioned top four. So where do you realistically think that Roma will finish the season? We are not closing down this episode already. Come it's on. It's not. It's not. That's predictions <laughs> for the next episode, and we don't do that because <laughs> there's an international break. So I I
3: I mean realistically I think top six like i don't i don't i mean i guess especially with the start to the season um
1: we're 18th right now <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: yeah we got some ground to make up no I, I i don't really see us uh i guess on paper i could see uh i don't know i just i just feel like with the way we're playing uh, i just don't feel like we're we're a realistic contender for top four i just I mean yeah i think i really think the only hope we have is that lukaku really like makes this team work in a way that it hasn't uh, up to this point um i think at that point maybe we'll we'll be able to to, um, contest but otherwise yeah i i think top six is realistic
1: so what happens if he doesn't like what happens if lukaku scores some goals but we're still losing games like do you just say fuck it, ride or die with Mourinho, or do you just like go panic mode and replace him? Or replace him way too late like previous owner did? Like what do you what what do you do if things don't you know?
3: So I'm not really like that into I don't know, like all the football that's going on everywhere to be aware of any coaches that could realistically um, join Roma and be decent but I so so I what I'm saying is maybe there are some but I feel like there aren't really any like obvious good options and obviously the I don't know I guess it's like on one hand the fact that we have Mourinho mm-hmm. allows us to get all these like I don't think we would have gotten DiBala, Lukaku um without him at the same time you know you could maybe argue that he's not using them to the highest of their potential mm-hmm. um but but yeah per- personally i think we should just um unless things really go self uh, i think we should just stick with him and and after this season i think uh personally i would be happy to um see someone who's like a you know exciting you know attacking football option um do you him. do
1: you have any ideas in, like do you follow Bundesliga at all?
3: No, not at all. Yeah, that's what that's what, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm just not really aware of like right. things outside of Roma enough to be to say, oh, you know, this guy, that guy. Um. So yeah, I, I, that that and th- maybe that's also one of the reasons why I'm like, uh, I'm yeah, I, I just feel like we don't really have any better options and and just going for another coach just to replace Mourinho I I don't think that's a good solution either Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. okay um yeah okay because we had the we had Mala who runs our Instagram page Mm -hmm. um he's from Rome actually like he goes to every single game and I asked him the same thing and he was like well Unless we're literally twentieth in January, I would not change anything. Just go with the season, see whatever. Like, just let it ride it out. Let everyone. And I was like, that's actually a very, very reasonable take. And he's like five years old, so I don't know, fucking. Why is a five-year-old smarter than I am? I'm all for just. For... I I wanted to fire Jose a year ago, <laughs> like literally in September last year. Uh. I was like, OK, three games in, we look horrible, and this is this is going to stay whole, all season long. And then I spent all year arguing with people about why it's not working. And unfortunately, my stupid prediction was correct. It hasn't <laughs> lasted all season earlier. Like, it's just getting worse and worse. So uh, I don't like being right, because I usually say stupid things, so that means <laughs> stupid things happen. But yeah, what can you do? Um, the only person right now who actually could take over Roma without us having to get into some disputes with other teams of like, you know, going to Bologna and be like, how much would you ask for, you know, releasing Tiago Motta and letting him coach Roma? That'd be horrible. Um, it's Julian Nagelsmann, the uh, the former Bayern. Oh, Yeah.
3: Coach. That... D- does he have a team right now?
1: No. He oh, okay. was about to sign with Chelsea, everything was done. And uh, then I'm assuming that he talked to the owner one more time and went, OK, you're insane. And then he was about to take Tottenham. <laughs> everything was done. And, uh, and he
2: went to talked to the owner. And he was like, you're insane. <laughs> Never mind. So Tottenham yeah. only spends money like he just got out of a divorce. <laughs> Uh
1: yeah, that's 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 about right.
3: But yeah, Nagusman actually that's that's an interesting option.
1: I feel like we don't need an incredible coach. I we need somebody who's going to like implement like fundamentals, like pass mm. the ball to your teammates <laughs> Or don't take seven seconds to pass the ball, take two seconds or Move into open space, or when a wing back is making a run, you also throw the ball in front of him, not behind him. Or just, you know, simple passes.
2: You don't have to back pass. You absolutely don't. I would like to take this to sidebar. Uh, Greaves, take your own advice in Rocket League. <laughs> no. <laughs> not everything needs to be a back pass. Dunk. Dude. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, that was just yesterday. Um... <laughs> And we won that game. We um, lost
2: that game, too, to overtime. <laughs> Fuck off.
3: <laughs> I
1: suck at Rocket League. That's why I'd have it uninstalled again. Um, but yeah, I, we just, I, I feel like we just lack fundamentals. Like, Mourinho, I don't know if he's a has-been or if, if he just needs stars to make a team. Like, he's made a career of pushing like world class players to hundred and twenty percent. Whereas you can't really do that with, you know, our team. So let me ask you this, Kevin. Hmm. Do you, who do you blame like if you have someone like some outrageous opinion or if there is somebody on the team that you absolutely despise? Like who would you blame? Would you say like it's a mix of things or the Friedkins are morons or Pia, uh, Piago Tinto, Tiago Pinto <laughs> is horrible or it's all cristante like like I Cristal uh, my god that commentator was the worst
3: i i think the administration is doing an excellent job um i really don't think wait wait, wait. you think th-
1: you, you mean pinto is doing a good job
3: yeah i think hot take is that a hot take what everyone
1: hates pinto right now and i'm going around saying like he cannot do anything he's the dude writing contracts and going to like ask teams to lower their demands <laughs> <laughs> what are you blaming him for but yeah uh what, what, what do you what do you see in pinto? I'm sorry, I have to go on a tangent. what do you like about pinto? dude is there anything that you like just not blaming him or is he not responsible for our lack of transfers and failing to get kamaka and Fratezi? i
3: I think he's mainly re- the the main responsibility for our lack of transfers is the fact that we aren't really allowed to spend much money, and I think given that situation as the He's doing a pretty good job. I mean, I don't know who exactly we can thank for uh, the signings of DiBala and Lukaku, I guess, uh, assuming they're good things, which I guess is regarding <laughs> DiBala you kind of disagree. But um, I, I think they are. And, um, and I mean, even getting Mourinho, I, I still think that was uh, a good thing. And that was, an, that was impressive to pull that off. um so yeah uh, and you know I I don't know exactly who is responsible for what like I don't know who exactly makes decisions on which players to get that kind of thing um but but and you know the fact that that he was able to sell lots of players that we didn't really have much use for um I don't know like I guess regarding Zaniolo, you can argue that we could have gotten a lot more money for him at an earlier point in time but I think at that point there was still hope for him and I mean I was one of the people that that felt like um he should be given a chance and um was hoping that he would return to Mm. his previous best um but yeah overall I think he's he's done a good job and I really I mean now people are asking for goalkeeper which is fair enough given the performances of Rui uh, in the first couple of matches but um Like, where do you, you know, like, where do you get that goalkeeper from on, like, the last day of the uh, transfer window?
1: The hair Um, is free.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but then you also have to convince him to to come to Roma and probably make a lot less money. Yeah, I don't know. He's already
2: played for Mourinho. We got got a team discount right going.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works uh yeah i don't know like i, I don't want to ramble but I, th- I think he's doing a great job and same with the administration like as a whole like um yeah i think they're they're not the ones to blame i don't know if it's so i always go back and forth between feeling like coaches in football aren't nearly as important as you know sometimes um compared to how much you talk about them and then i mm-hmm. um, at other times I'm like ah you know like it's 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 on Mourinho um so it's I don't know it's really hard to to um figure out who is responsible but I think right now especially regarding the way we're playing I think you have to put that on Mourinho and Mm. um just putting result results results aside um I think yeah just the the play style the, the way we approach matches I, I think that has to be on Mourinho and then um two two things regarding mentality so what I think has improved a lot on the Mourinho is our ability to stay in a game even if we say concede early and to still try to get a result I think that has improved massively i i very rarely feel like we we kind of give up and we don't play anymore i think before mourinho that has changed uh before mourinho that that was a lot worse like i think there were quite a few matches where it just felt like okay we've just given up like we're Mm -hmm. one no down two no down so that's that's it and with mourinho i feel like there's always this at least you know we're trying to get back into the game and i mean we we got a draw out of the first match we got we kind of tried to get back into the the second match uh, against verona i think um and you know in the end it didn't quite work out but i mean had that pellegrini free quick kick been been like five centimeters lower uh, we would have at least gotten a draw and with milan you know like um, They got that red card and we kind of got close again. So I think that's a positive aspect regarding mentality. But then what really bothers me is how we just constantly in, in the referee's face and, like, everyone is complaining all the time. Um, surprisingly, well, I guess he only had one one match so far to to get sent off Mourinho. But I feel like he wasn't actually too, like uh invasive uh during the milan match but yeah that that's just something that's bothering me a lot and, and i think it's not it's not a good luck i mean you hear the commentators just yeah. talking about how horrible roma is to referee and how they're they're making it super difficult and and all of that and i think i don't know i would like to um i would like my club to be regarded You know, like more highly and and Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe more distinguished.
3: Yeah, yeah, more of a fair play club rather than a shithousery club.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was kind of supposed to. We were supposed to expect that with Jose, I guess. I just never expected it to be to this. Like, you hear from United and Chelsea and Real Madrid fans that, like, ah, Jose this, Jose that. Historians always become the teams, always become this or that. You don't really, like, see where it is until all of our play... Like, you see small things like Zalewski. You you go near Zalewski. He falls on the ground screaming, then gets up screaming at the referee, running with his hands in are Like, what? Just play yeah. the fucking game, dude. You're 19 years old. What are you doing? Like, come on. <laughs> and then, like, our entire team is that. There's a foul 10 players swarm the referee, including Rui. Like, Smalling is the only one staying back. He's like, uh... I don't speak Italian, I guess. Like what like what what the fuck is that? Seriously, that's just bullshit. I uh, play football. You did not do well enough on the pitch to warrant swarming the referee or blaming the referee for anything. And then it comes with like excuses as well. Like ah yeah. oh, this shameful refereeing and blah blah blah. It's like, okay, shameful refereeing is that we didn't have one penalty in a three-one loss. <laughs> like, okay, I get it, but like, don't you think you're supposed to kind of say, hey, we weren't supposed to really rely on the referees? Um, to change the topic, I actually wanted to ask you you think that in previous, uh, with the previous coach, with Fonseca, uh, Roma did not have the mentality of like ever coming back into the game? Like not you... ever, but yeah, I, I do think that, that, um, Let me put it better. Actually, do you think it was only in the big games, or was it like inconsistent? Because we know that under Fonseca, we never beat any of the top twenty-five teams.
3: I think it was just very inconsistent, but Mm. I don't know. Like, I, I, I would have to rewatch like a bunch of matches with Fonseca to like really have an objective opinion. Now Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you know trying to remember what happened three or four years ago. But yeah, that's just kind of my impression. That overall, um, we weren't as strong in these situations where, where we were down and things were stacked against us. Yeah. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah, I remember Fonseca a little bit different. Like I was, I was actually okay. a big fan of Fonseca. And oh, me, me too. I. Fi- <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how I can tell that you don't listen to the podcast at all because I talk about them every episode. (laughs) No, um, I'm just kidding. Um, I felt like with Fonseca we were always in attack mode. Like, I remember that game against Spezia where we had like a 2 0 lead and then 2 1, and then we're like coasting the last 30 minutes of the game because it was just so obvious they weren't on our level, and uh, Spezia scored late in the game. And it's like 91st minute and all of our players like, let's push, let's get the fucking goal. Like, we didn't look defeated at all. But then you have games against, what was it, Atalanta or Lazio? Atalanta, I think. Where we concede one goal and, again, we're just in our box. And then we concede a second goal. And two minutes later, we're in our box, defending again. Completely shell-shocked. Oh,
2: shit. What? I just thought of something. So, like... Before Fonseca took over, they uh, uh, Romo was doing preseason tours over in the U.S. But then Fonseca took over, and they stopped. I just realized they stopped because every match is a shootout with Fonseca, so they'd have to get the alcohol and tobacco and firearms department involved. No, it wouldn't be good. Interesting. Yes. Cool. That's why, now I gotta go over there to Google Watch. What are you doing on the 9th of November? Uh, going to the game. Oh, okay, take me
1: with you. <laughs> Kevin, are you, are you going to Roma, Slavia, Praha?
3: Um, I haven't planned, wait, well, 9th of September, um...
1: November? Was uh, it?
3: November, um... Yeah, I, I don't have any plans at the moment. <laughs> going to, uh, matches this
1: season. I think there's gonna know. be like a group of 10 ish people meeting up from like the WhatsApp or Discord or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but... yeah, it's like, what the fuck, man? I literally moved to Prague two days ago and then they're watching the draw and they're like, Slavia Praha. I'm like, oh fuck, who the fuck? Wait, hang on. That means Prague. I live in Prague. And then the next name they draw is like Sparta Praha going somewhere else. I'm like, no, I literally live next to the Sparta
2: Stadium. Fuck. <laughs>
1: yeah that means to... you gotta
2: walk you fat fuck.
1: no I, I i could have walked to the sparta stadium i'm not gonna walk to slavia that's like six miles away
2: that's just one small train <laughs> Fuck
1: off with your trains i don't um, count
2: yeah that's i'm so american Greaves. i stopped counting in like inches feet and stuff now it's like oh that's just like three car lengths away <laughs> <laughs> i went out for a walk i went uh i went yeah, I went for a walk the other day, and I looked at my map to see how long it was. It's like, it's a mile. I was like, oh, that's a small train on even ground with no rocks under my feet. I can do that in 15 minutes. And I did. I was so proud of myself. But I don't <laughs> measure distance in miles anymore. It's in train length. What is like
1: What, what is like a, a regular length of a train you guys get? Like three miles, four miles long? Two and a half. Two and a half. That's like four kilometers
3: yeah like a
1: freight train then yeah yep oh okay do you do you cross like any streets like you know the the, there intersections where like if you if you see the ramp going down you just shut the engine down and just go for a smoke
2: no we don't everything stops for us we don't stop for them
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's what i mean like do you go across any like big streets or intersections where like you just literally can see cars just going like i'll be back in half an hour when the train's gone
2: yeah, because like, one okay, so one time we went we had to uh we had to turn the locomotives around. And the way to do that is you go down to this section of track, and by this section of track is a crossing mm-hmm. and a gas station. Well, you have to to get to the gas station uh without having to climb up this insanely steep cliff, you have to stop on the intersection. <laughs> well, I got hungry. I'm like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get some pizza. I was gone for 10 minutes because the line was long and people were complaining about the train and didn't put two and two together that the guy with the green vest and the radio was on the train. (laughs) That pizza tasted so delicious. Can't imagine.
1: Um, I I had nice pizza yesterday. No, it's more
2: fun having pizza when you know that
1: people are waiting for you. Uh, cool. But yeah, I don't know. Just back to Fonseca, I guess. I I liked his approach of never complaining about referees. Like fans were going insane about uh penalty this, penalty that. This guy didn't get a red card, whatever. Fonseca is like, oh yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta analyze what happened. We gotta see what we can do better. We gotta see why we conceded six goals instead of one. But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I felt like I felt like if he was given more time, he could have built a really, really, really nice team. Like. It felt like we could attack from anywhere at any time, and his attack was Carlos Perez and fucking Borja Mayoral. Like, they didn't, they didn't even speak Italian, I'm pretty sure. They didn't even know how to communicate with anyone.
3: Yeah, I would really like to see him with Lukaku and Dibala and. Yeah.
4: And even like,
2: Tammy Abraham. Like
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know what's funny? Would have been nice. Yes. No. Uh,. uh... Wow, rude! Inter was in for DiBala last season, right? Yeah. But they went, but they went for Lukaku instead. And now, uh, uh, what was it? Now, uh, Lukaku and uh, DiBala are playing together. I forgot. I forgot how it goes. But basically, Inter sucks. <laughs> Inter sucks. Fair. But um.
1: Basically, Inter was negotiating with Jose last season, and they were like, "Hey, man, we'll keep." T- uh, sorry, when we were supposed to sign him, and they were like, "Ah, oh, yeah, man, we'll keep in touch and whatever." And then they never called him So when Roma called, Jose reached out to Inter. That was at least a story, the rumors, whatever. And they were just radio silence. Uh, they were like, "I don't know, dude." And Jose chose us. Then the next season, they were supposed to meet the baller one last time to like conclude the deal, and uh, his. His agent was at the restaurant. I don't know if DePala the was there. I don't think I don't think so. Like they were supposed to just meet his agent. They didn't show up, enter. And his agent was pissed. And then they went to Napoli. Napoli were like, Yeah, you can come on board as long as you don't get any image rights. And they were like, well, we'll just call Roma real quick. And then he comes to Roma. Um where we were like, take everything, take whatever you want. You want more money? Here is more money. You want full image rights, here is full image take whatever you want, dude. I don't think he regrets that. Um, but yeah, now Lukaku, same thing.
3: Why do you guys I, think Lukaku ended up um, picking Roma?
1: I <laughs> Well, his choices were
2: Saudi Arabia or Roma.
3: Well, but didn't... He could have gone to Juventus, right?
2: Uh, yeah, he had to I sell know. players, and uh, Chelsea didn't want Vlaovic in a straight-up swap. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. back to, uh, I was going to bring up this point like 30 minutes ago, but then uh, something happened. I forgot what it was. Anyway, uh, you, Kevin, said, like, you know, you got to appreciate man- uh, management uh, and upstairs for bringing in uh, Dybala and Lukaku. You have to thank other teams for passing on them because Roma was the third choice for both Dybala and Lukaku.
1: But isn't it like praise that they were patient enough that like they knew what's going to happen like they anticipated that you know there would be room because pinto had like 25 million or something in salary and amortization to spend like in annual costs like we were literally at like 100 million like 99 million something like that and we needed to reach 130 ish to comply with ffp like we actually needed to spend money and they just waited for lukaku to open up like isn't that also praiseworthy
2: I think that there was other people on the market and I think that he saw how it was going to play out. Cause, uh, who was it? That guy mm-hmm. we're going to have on. No, we're going to have on soon That's said that. Forward. No, the other guest on the podcast coming up said that Pinto has a huge, uh, oh. thing of scouts. So they gotta have their fingers in everything. They know, like, they know how the market's gonna shake out.
1: Yeah. I I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to say who it's gonna be. Um. I need to reach out. <laughs> I said, "Hey, do you want to do the podcast?" And he was like, "Okay, in two months. See you in two months." Anyway, yeah. Let's get let's 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 get back to I don't know what. What are we talking about, Froma? Yes. That's why we have to talk about trauma again?
2: Oh, I got a, I got a question again. Yes. Hold on, I gotta fight I gotta pull it up. Do you think Mourinho <laughs> got the two letters from uh Harry Kane?
3: <laughs> what was that a reference to?
2: Huh? Huh? Oh you know what it is. Do I? You do. Two years ago. <laughs> Oh, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you think you think he got the two letters?
3: Um, I I mean, apparently not. Like, um, otherwise, maybe he would be at Roma instead of at Bayern. You know.
2: Damn, I can't believe Harry Kane got left on red. <laughs> uh. Now he just wears red. No, ah, uh, it's it's, it's. Kevin made a thing two years ago. On YouTube, and it's absolutely amazing. Thanks. I'm sorry. Wood.
3: I I sometimes dabble in in uh, hip hop, and so I made
2: like an Eminem. When are you releasing your next platinum album?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, still in the works, I suppose. <laughs> we
2: we need a We need a follow up because we need one for uh, the Conference League Trophy. We need one for the Europa League final. <laughs> uh, what else? We need one for the Dabala and the Lukaku and Veilings. Yeah,
3: okay, I got there's, my work. There's off. so yeah. much
2: material, and your fans are just gasping. Like, we're, we're waiting with bated breath. <laughs> we're waiting at Fiumincino for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: I got into 90s hip hop lately, but... Uh... Nobody cares about you. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it.
3: No, the funny thing is I was actually um, uh, talking to Leo to, uh, to uh, um, write another song, but that kind of fell through. And I don't know, I think Karl Storb would have been um, heavily involved, which given how there was all this drama, would have been really funny. But yeah, I guess uh, we didn't really go through with it. But well, maybe further down the line, we'll revisit that.
2: I think we need a we need a Lincoln Park spinoff of Numb. After watching the last three episodes, <laughs> yeah. Wait, episodes? You mean games? No, watching Roma is like having an episode, like a seizure
1: episode. <laughs> just, uh. So, um, Kevin, I gotta ask you. I let's 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 go through. I want to do like a quick fire thing where I like could just say. Uh, keep or sell it doesn't have to be like that yeah. they're exp- like it doesn't matter if they're expiring i just want to ask you what you think about like who we're gonna keep and who we should sell for oh, the record oh, hang
3: on who we yes. should keep or sell or who yeah we... i'll
1: go through the list of, of our players yeah. and you just have to answer within like one second keep yourself yeah, okay.
3: but but not for... in the sense of who i think we will keep like yeah, in- just what you want.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. For the record, I literally think we should keep, like, three players, like, Nzika in- <laughs> Awar, and, I don't know, Stefan El <laughs> I's you really gonna of- do my boy Pagano like that? What the fuck is a Pagano? very <laughs> um, Patricio.
3: Cell, I suppose. Svilla. Cell.
1: Pietro Bor. The goal the third goalkeeper.
3: I was gonna say who that is. Uh I don't <laughs> I don't I just don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean what his his market value is a hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> oh boy. Let's buy him. Uh Evan Dika.
3: I I guess keep.
1: Mancini. Keep. Your Keep? Keep Urent okay. I Smalling.
3: Think, um probably Sell. So, I guess I can't really elaborate.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, let's take a pause. Why?
3: So, so the thing is, um, I really liked yourente last season, um, and I okay. So, I would like to go back to a to a um, back back four, and mm-hmm. I wonder if Smalling is in a sense holding us back, where he's like better in a back three. I mean, there's other aspects probably as well, but uh, probably full backs. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I like your I think Smalling is working well in the current system, but I wonder if, you know, in a back four system, we we would need someone else.
1: Yeah, that's understandable. I think Ndika maybe also prefers back four, uh, back, yeah, back four. Um, I don't think Smalling is working at all in anything right now because he's
4: yeah I but, I, but,
1: if, if, if he just stays in front of our box and is given instructions to man mark someone that's fine the moment he's asked to play just to hold the line to have have an offside line to hold with other guys and to go forward for corners and to just do nothing except to exist on the pitch which he's doing right now it, he's, he's garbage is losing one-on-ones every single time we we ask him to keep like have a one-on-one with someone he loses like Osimen, cement whoever guy, what what does he bring like he's holding the line he's not guarding anyone and then you're like what is smalling doing well he was late for his tackle why and then you look at the replay and like why is Smalling standing there for five seconds? Like, what kind of an offside line is he holding when there's a player at the penalty spot trying to shoot? Like, just go at him! What are you standing there for? Like, I, sorry, getting pissed again. I do
3: think his interceptions are pretty good, and I think yeah. that's something he brings to the table. He's and very... I mean, I think he was—he mm-hmm. was overall he was very good last season. Um, and yes. I don't know if like he's just declined over the summer or he's being asked
1: to do things that he does not like yeah do well
3: if if we've changed the system or if he's just had you know like a few bad matches and he's get back to his uh to his best so i guess i'm not gonna write him off already but i mean obviously like so far this season he's been pretty bad
1: i mean our entire defense is just weird yeah That's what that's what I what I really hate about their defense is that they're just always holding the offense the um, offset line. It's like just don't fucking hold the line, go man mark. We have player like we have nine players in our box, and three opposing players are completely free, like wide open. Why, (laughs) why not just run at them? Why not cover it? Like what what what's the point of numbers if they just shoot through and receive the uh, whatever? Continue. Um, Kumbula.
3: Keep in hopes that we can, uh, I don't know, make our money back somehow.
1: <laughs> Mark his value, 8 million. Uh, Spiritsolo?
3: Probably keep.
1: Uh, okay. His contract expires, actually. Uh, Christensen?
3: I mean, I haven't seen anything from him <laughs> so far that makes me want to keep him, so... Uh,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. Chalik. I think he's a decent backup. Keep.
1: Okay, Karsdorp.
3: Keep as long as we can find a find someone who will improve that position.
1: See, I want to pause here and just say I think Karsdorp is one of our best players. It just Jose has absolutely no idea what to do with him. He runs for 90 minutes straight. Um, he had like two bad games in Roma that I remember, and both are against Milan. And that's it. Like I, I don't blame him for like when, when he fell out with Jose, I don't blame him at all for that. Like he came onto the pitch. He was way too high up. That's a mistake he made, but all of our wing backs are supposed to play at like kind of middle of the pitch, so whatever. And then they're like, Duh, he didn't do anything, he just watched the ball like okay. If you watch the replay, he's sprinting back to try to make up for the mistake, and uh he just, you know, we, we, we fell apart as a whole defense. And Joseph blaming one player to me was kind of like I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean that situation blew up well with proportion, Yeah,
1: yeah. I legit think Karsdorp is like just genuinely really good on both ends. Just not world class. Like his, he, no team is going to be like, hey, we really want your football. But like, he runs his ass off all like every single game, and he's not playing now, which is stupid. And I hate that. Sorry, unpause. Uh, the big one, Brian Cristante
3: or easy keep i think he's he's yeah i think he's actually quite good i think the fact that every single coach wants him um is is a sign that he is doing something right and um i think he's improved a lot i think his passing is quite good um i think he's he's a bit inconsistent but but yeah for me he's like He's a he's a very good player, and and he he's always available. Like, I, I I don't remember the numbers, or I don't know the numbers for last season. But but uh, there was one where I specifically specifically looked it up to prove a point on the internet. And he's just like always, always there, plays every single match, never injured.
4: Okay, uh,
1: Paredes.
3: Uh... <laughs> Probably. Doesn't matter
1: that we just brought him in, doesn't?
3: Yeah, game? yeah. Then probably sell, I suppose. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he was against Milan. He just wasn't even there. Like at 85th minute, you're like, oh, Pirata started this game. I
3: guess. <laughs> I guess I'm having a hard time saying sell to any of these because I don't know what the replacement is going to be. So mm-hmm. I guess you know, like, it, it's better to you know the devil you know that kind of thing. Um so yeah, it's, it's, but but you know, I guess he's he's one of the ones that that I'm not really uh, keen on keeping.
1: Okay. What about? Let's like speed this up. Then I'll just I just want some like a few more names. Uh, Pellegrini, easy keep. Okay. Uh,
4: Tammy. Cell. <laughs> and Bellotti.
3: <laughs> uh, probably as a backup keep. <laughs> okay.
1: So this is the first fucking time we've ever had somebody come on and be like, I like Cristante and Pellegrini. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually, usually I rant about them two as being the, the the root of all evil in the world, not just Roma's band, um performances. Uh,
2: Thankfully, Kevin, you're not in charge of the transfer window because you kept all the squad and we need to get down for FFP. <laughs>
1: I just like I just like that like you said management is doing a good job all of our players are fine keep all of them Jose is all right keep him as well it's like well we are oh, 19th this is, 18th right now this
3: is where we go back to uh, me saying I would like to see Fonseca with this squad like I, I honestly think um, the main issue is Mourinho it's just that. Um, I don't know how well we'll be able to replace him and going back to this carousel of having a new coach come in then keeping him. ideally them coming in in the middle of the season then Mm. keeping them for like a season and a half and then um by the like third season you you fire them halfway through again like i think that's that's not a good solution either so i think having consistency with the coach is also pretty valuable um yeah, yeah, but so I don't know what like, I I see what you mean. It's like things aren't going well, but I don't wanna change anything. <laughs> um, no,
1: yeah, I, I actually get you. I, I do agree that I want to see uh most of our players in a very different system in like Somewhere where, with like a coach that likes working with intangibles, with like small things, with focusing on details, teaching players, developing players. Whereas Jose is just not that. He takes a look at the player and goes, "No, you suck." Bye. But uh, I don't know. I I just want to say that uh, Fonseca was benching Cristante a lot. He didn't trust him at all. So yeah, I would like to see (laughs) Fonseca come back. uh as for Ta- i don't want to get rid of tammy are you serious he's awesome he's like he's as tall as i am but weighs probably a third of me and he's so quick on his feet like he's amazingly quick with his with the ball on his feet it's so entertaining actually and everyone's yeah, like, I mean... just sell fucking tammy he's useless like is he well
3: i i think for me it's um part of it is just being able to to get quite a bit of money off of him um i think yeah. he is probably just the fact that he's english um probably makes him one of our most valuable players um so in you know in the sense that in the premier league
2: i think that he are yeah. smiling's english why are we great. getting offers for him
4: hmm?
1: we did we rejected <laughs> it from saudi arabia oh. and from fulham. fulham offered like two million <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, that, that'll
1: do it. <laughs> One, take it or leave it. Yeah, here's some potatoes. Um, and then are your last. Season... you kid now? Sorry? No. <laughs> hey. Sorry, Kevin, you were saying something. Is your name actually Kevin?
3: Yeah.
1: What is it with Europeans naming people Kevin? What is, is this. What? I swear, I've never heard of that growing up, and now it's like oh, I'm Dutch, my name's Kevin, or I'm German, my name's Kevin. Like, last week I met an Austrian dude whose name is Kevin. Like, since when is Kevin popular in Europe? What um, happened? I don't
3: know. I think, <laughs> I think my, like, sort of generation, like, sort of the 90s, that's kind mm-hmm. of like I um, I don't know, like a time when Kevin was very popular. I think nowadays less so.
1: It's awesome. Oh, hang on. Okay, that makes more sense. There is a... There's a dude called Saint Kevin, or was, and he was Irish.
3: Yeah, yeah, the, the name's hmm. Irish. Yeah.
2: Actually, that makes more sense now. Than, yeah, okay. Hey, I found a quote. It just—it's fresh. Yes. I want—I wanted to get y'all's takes on it. Yes. An anonymous player who has left Roma in this transfer market ah has said i'm very happy to be here at my new club and can't wait to get to know my teammates the coach and the rest of the staff it's a great club that always plays in europe and offers attacking football that fascinates me i'm an offensive player and i think i can give my best this is the main reason why i think this is the right place for me to be to improve and play good football the club i have gone to has great fans who both in Uh, The country that it plays in and Europe support the team. It's always nice to play European matches and I think we can make a good run. I'm happy because this is a winning club and I want to help them continue winning in the league and fighting in the Europa League. Zaniolo? Uh, No.
4: This transfer window. Well, he did transfer from
2: Galatasaray to Aston Villa. Yes. If you need more reasons to hate on Aston Villa, they have Monchi. <laughs> Who brought Zaniolo twice now? Right. Uh, okay. He's like Monchi is playing football manager, and Zaniolo is that one wonder kid he always has to have in every save. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what's your question again? <laughs> what do you think of that quote? Oh. And do you think? What do you think of that player? Well, Kevin, you're the guest. You can answer. <laughs> You're well, if you want questions. a team
3: that, that can challenge for Europa League and has uh, fans supporting them in Europe, I think you don't need to leave Roma. Um, I, I guess regarding the attacking football, you can maybe do better.
2: Yeah. This person had two goals against Hellas Verona uh, when they made their debut. Lukaku? Uh, no. Seriously, what, what, who the fuck are you talking about? They also put three goals against us in the conference league. Felix? also
4: oh, so Bakken. In...
2: Yes. Oh. On a dry loan to Olympiacos.
3: I actually feel like I, I read him saying that.
2: Hmm. Yeah, he just said that today. But, okay, then I didn't. Yeah,
1: as for Sobakken, I don't know. I feel like he could easily be worth way more money and he could have been a highly valuable player for us. He's tall, he's quick, he's lanky and very slim, but knows how to use his body. He knows. He's how to tall. Move. You he know that true. he's the
2: same height I am, right? Yes. And I'm shorter than you. Yes. By a lot. By a little bit. Yeah, you're like point guard height. I'm like spectator height. <laughs> yeah, but uh in football one eighty one or what six
1: feet, one eighty
3: three. He's one eighty
1: six, by the way. Sorry?
3: He's one eighty six, by the way. Really? According so to that's what we six be, one, yeah. six
1: two. I mean that's very tall for a footballer, especially for a winger. Especially like when you compare it to like Papu Gomez or something. In senior.
2: Um uh, I hate <laughs> yeah, that and Harry Kane are the same height as I am. I could be a prolific striker if I wanted to. Yes.
1: And Tammy's like my height, like slightly shorter. He's fucking insane with the ball in his feet.
2: That's his why cuz he has cuz he has to aim down to the goal. That's why he hits the post.
3: <laughs> if you if you had said that's why he hits the crossbar that maybe would have
2: made sense. But like the post? That's why he hits the woodwork. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, oh, no. Culture Mercato said that Jose is actually in danger now. Well, if Culture Mercato says it, it means it's not true. Um, I, I have no idea. I wanted to bring up, like, seven different topics, but I'm losing it at this point. If we lose to Frozenone or draw, what do you think happens? Both Is, Fro-
3: is Frozenone the the next...
1: Fucking um... Empoli, whatever. Same oh, okay, blue okay. shit. <laughs> I mixed them up. We played against, like, five teams that have blue colors this season
3: um I think it it depends on the way we play um if we play well and lose I think nothing changes for me personally I think if we play like trash and lose then it's a different story but I don't know like it's it's really just like if we because I mean firing players isn't an option so the only thing we can do is fire the coach and then it's really down to do we have a have a decent replacement and you know if we can somehow magically can get someone like Nagusman then sure, you know. Um but but otherwise um, I think um, worse things would have to happen before I think we should fire Mourinho.
1: Okay. Don. Do you think what do you think happens? Um, Don? Done. Yeah. Char, sorry.
4: Stop talking me, jerk.
2: Tinto, <laughs> what do you think happens if we lose? Uh, I, th- uh, I think uh, he's gonna get a stern talking to first. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not very game. cash money of you. You got to do it's like to to quote my favorite f- game I'm playing right now, Football Manager. Brian, uh, Ryan and Dan are going to pull Mourinho into the office and just say, do better. And then Mourinho will be like, thanks, boss, and, you know, rattle off 10 wins. Right.
3: Well, that would be excellent. <laughs> That's all we need.
1: Um, I just read the news that Jose basically uh, has the team coming back to practice on Tuesday. He gave them three days off um and i'm not sure what to make of it because like first there is an international break so i'm pretty sure that all of the players are, like just going to their countries and traveling and shit but second like a tri- three-day break what the fuck is a three-day break after losing after having two losses and a draw to start the season with like is is this stupid or is it like it's an international break who cares <laughs> like it's expected <laughs> is is rose is stupid or or are we st- or am i stupid
3: is is the international break after the Empoli match?
2: Isn't no, it now? no it's the not. national international break is now. Yeah.
4: Oh, okay.
1: Um, is this is is it is it a bad idea to give players three day break or when they lose their second game? I mean is that like a
3: personally given how much they're paid i don't think they should have any breaks like you can, <laughs> you can well seriously like you can talk about like from a physiological perspective like obviously you can't train every single day but you know you can still do a lot of shit that where you don't even have to train at all and uh, you know like tactics related things and then even like you can still practice technique stuff like i don't know i i think if i was a coach they would come in like every single day and and at least do some shit, and and yeah. So I think a three-day break, maybe that's warranted after winning the Scudetto.
1: (laughs) Okay, Um, so I just like how how incredibly, stereotypically German that sounds. (laughs) If you win a title, you can have a day break. Otherwise work.
2: But I like my load
1: management. Yeah, Jesus, This, this, this sounds to me like Rudy Garcia days, but like, I forgot who it was. If it was like Adam Jaich when he left Roma, some player left Roma and he was being interviewed at like new club, and it was like I'm just looking forward to working like again because at Roma we would have like three days break every every week. Like wait, you had what? And like yeah, we wouldn't practice for three days like after after the games. Like for a whole season, he was like for three years. (laughs) Like what the
3: fuck? (laughs) What? What? Is, what do you is, do
1: for three days?
3: Is there a chance that they just did that to him like they were all you know at Trigoria and practicing and, and you know then they just told him like uh, you know Adam it's fine we, we have a break don't come to them,
1: <laughs> what come to practice. <laughs> he was being pranked the entire time he was a Roma. <laughs> yeah maybe, I don't know. I would. It, it was it was a really weird team back then. Then again we had Totti and De Rossi so I don't know no i think totti said it in that famous interview where he blasted pelota the teams don't practice at all he yeah, this this club is weird we've had insane like the coaches um there is like one thing only i want to bring up as a closure jose mourinho now has the worst uh win percentage of any coaches in the last 10 years uh 10 years ago in season 2012-2013, we had Zeman, who had 43% win rate. Um, Jose has 45%, if I'm not mistaken. And And that's
3: over his two seasons and like three matches?
1: 79 games, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, considering like other coaches, for example, Fonseca has 51%, EDF had like 54, I'd say. Rudy had 53 or something, like everyone is in fifties. Paletti had, like, 79%, 73%, 74%, some, yep. something in the 70s. And that's, like, a very big, you know, standout. That was that season, the second Paletti season. We, we finished four points behind Juventus, 87 points. It was our team record. Most points ever won by Roma in a season. And I thought that season was really crappy because the defense was horrible. Like, we could not figure out how to play defense. Paletti kept going from back three to back four. Um... Jaco was missing a fuck ton of sitters and he won Kapokan the that season. Mm-hmm. I thought Salah was horrible and there was like so much room to improve. Um, Pjanic was just non-factor, like, I, <laughs> I, re- I remember watching that season and thinking there is so much more room to improve for this team, <laughs> we broke all, all sorts of records and shit. And then Spalletti left, uh, sad times, sad times. But, yeah, uh, Jose is our worst coach in the last 10 years. Hmm.
3: Well, <laughs> worst coach for the title. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like you can't... Our league performances are pretty crap, but he still got us yeah. to a final and won another one, so I think you, you can't completely discount that.
1: How much value do you put in, in conference league trophy?
3: Uh, quite a lot, actually, I think because I mean it's not like we can scoff at the conference league and say ah you know that's beneath us I mean I guess I guess the question is if that tournament had existed uh you know in the years prior yeah. like maybe we would have won it with with the other coaches and maybe Mourinho was just lucky that you know he got to compete in that first and, and so he won it but I think overall like yeah it's a trophy and and obviously it's not the Champions League but um I, I think we it's not like we we were only up against you know like completely terrible teams and it was a complete joke. So yeah, I think it's a it's a valuable trophy.
1: Yeah. Um I only have to, one thing to add. I don't think we would have won it in any prior seasons because we kept playing Champions League. <laughs> <That> is...
3: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: But uh, yeah. I love when people go, like, oh, my god, Jose won is the first European trophy. It's like, OK, I understand it's amazing that we actually won and didn't bottle it. But, like, dude, it didn't exist before. It It's not something to be proud of to play Conference League. You know, it's it happened and we didn't fail. And that's great. It's, it's great that for once we didn't fail at something. But uh, it's not the biggest achievement in the history of this club. It really is not. But some fans like to pretend like it is. Um, cool. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode. Um, it's kind of weird to talk about Roma when it's not, everything is going shitty, and we've already been saying exact same things literally every episode, because nothing seems to change. <laughs> I don't know. Even in like the, the finals of Europa, they guess like, what do you say? We, uh, we played like, kind of shit and uh, lost. Everyone knew that when it goes to penalties, we're going to lose. What can you do? But yeah, thanks for joining us. Hope to see you again sometime. I uh, hope it didn't bore you too much. And there is the either Harley or something else. It sounds like a 1970s challenger, by the way. So yeah.
2: No, I'd like to uh, shout out Shakhtar Donetsk for beating a hip-hop singer. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Shakhtar beat uh, Minaj. <laughs> the... F- what? I'm confused. Shakhtar Donetsk beat Minaj.
1: In what? The Ukrainian League? That's where (laughs) they play, yeah. Okay. Uh, Cool. I have no idea what that means, but if you say so. Yeah, Kevin, while you're doing shadows, do you have anything?
3: I mean I guess if, if you know like since you were talking about um the negativity and, and talking about Roma yeah. um when things are going bad I think it's it's always great to uh, rem- remember the the De Rossi uh, interview after I think it was after the the Barcelona comeback where he was saying that um, of where one of the journalists pointed out a tweet where they were saying oh, it's, it's great to be a Romanista right now and he was saying we should always be grateful or happy about that even after the 6-0 losses or the 7-1 losses against Manchester or whatever um, so I think that's, that's something to keep in mind.
1: Roma is a lifestyle it really is it's uh it, you do whatever you want in your life and then when it comes to roma you're like hang on getting into my depression mode my melanch- m- melancholic mood yeah but uh, i think that's that's <laughs>
3: that's not a particularly good way of looking at it like i mean there's there's lots of positive things and i mean just just the fact at the moment that you know the stadium's always packed and and you know there's always that support i think that's that's a very positive thing and, and yeah I mean obviously like the football sucks at the moment but I think um, we shouldn't always just focus on, on the negative things
1: why do you think there is by the way that's this this contrast of stadium just being packed football sucks on product uh, on pitch product sucks whereas in previous coaches not just one cycle the spell at the time yeah yeah. The stadium was never packed, and football was so much better. Like, even when we were playing Champions League, like, the stadium was half empty all the time.
3: Yeah, I, I w- was wondering about that as well. I guess it's like... Um, I guess it's, you know, the sort of momentum that just uh, started building up. And, and I, I mean, from my understanding, like, sort of the match-going crowd, like, most are uh, very staunchly uh, backing Mourinho, so I think... Um, yeah, for, for them, maybe uh, the football, like, they'll, you know, they're, they're, they're more likely to accept the football. And I think then, then I think it's also like, sort of, um, the fact that the stadium is packed makes the experience better. And then you're more likely to come back. I wonder if that's also an aspect, like, you know, because if, if there's like 30,000 people at the Olympico, you know, uh, it, it's the atmosphere really isn't that great, and then maybe that turns into a bit of a vicious cycle.
1: It's it's interesting because the stadium is, what, 86,000 capacity, if I remember correctly. And uh, when we were playing Champions I think it was like 40,000 people come in and the stadium's half empty. Like, that, that's a lot of people. Yeah. The Stadium doesn't have 40,000, I think it's like 39 or something. Like, half of Olympico is still insane amount of people <laughs> it just looks half empty. Yeah, it's but, quite uh, a shame in that regard. Yeah. I
3: went to, a, um, I think it was 2018, I went to the last home match Juvent- uh, against Juventus mm-hmm. and, and yeah, that was like, I mean, obviously, you know, like, it was great to um, to go to that match, but, but um, the atmosphere just, like, it wasn't exactly overwhelming, you know, like, given that it was quite a big match. I mean, we don't know if, I think we still had Champions League qualification to play for. Um, but yeah. but, yeah, you, you know, like, it's like a half full Olympic or like that's, that's not amazing.
2: But did you have a better Roma Juve experience than somebody else in the WhatsApp group? Probably.
3: Ooh. I mean, I was still at the stadium, so.
2: <laughs> well, cause, uh, somebody in the WhatsApp group went, uh, to watch Juve Roma and that was the Juve 3 Roma 2 when they scored like three goals in five minutes. Oh, the, oh,
3: oh, yeah, that, that's not a good match. Go.
2: Yes, he is forbidden from going to the Olympico <laughs> ever <laughs> again.
1: That's fun times. Well, um, thanks, Kevin. Uh, thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Hopefully we see you again in the future. and. Yeah. Great talking to you, actually. Finally, we have somebody who disagrees with me on (laughs) Christante Lagrini and...
3: You you were asking for that, so... (laughs)
1: Like I we Like, brought, we brought, we brought Leo and I was like, dude, we were about to yell at each other, and they asked me goes, oh, no, they suck. I want them gone. I'm like,
5: why are you here? over soldier. My lyrics told ya. Feel my heart beat even colder. Fighting for my rights and out it's like a real warfare. Now I plan assassinations because the western nation keeps us ghettos like an urban reservation. I'll attack a red dawn. No time remaining on point. Military missionaries, how I My mind is scary. Preparations for crime. One time I'm feel me rain so feel me rain black rain black rain talking black rain black rain black rain peace to th- in the game black rain black rain through the struggles and the strain black rain black rain elements of mine So feel the rain from behind black rain black rain peace through the in the game black rain black rain through the struggles and the strain black rain